Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture, and Pinot Noir. Brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello. 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 Welcome to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. It's a very special week in Australia because we're finally catching up with you and The Bachelor's starting. Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm very excited about that, but I'm kind of petrified that I'm not going to be able to find a stream. Yeah, you need to get a VPN, but they're so expensive. They're like $1 million, but might be worth it. Yeah, because I really want to like watch it. Get like a free trial so you can watch it, yeah. Because it's starting tonight, your time. So it would have would have aired last night when this comes out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So exciting. I, I feel like he's a good bachelor. I think he's a good bachelor too. And it looks like there's a lot of drama. What always happens is I'm like, oh, God, am I going to watch The Bachelor again? Like, is that really just what I'm signing myself up for? Like, maybe I just won't watch it this year and save myself the time. And then I see one promo ad and I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. And this is crazy. That looks like there's so much drama. And there's like, there's like one scene where he's talking to all the girls and they're all dressed up. And he was like, look, this is a joke. And I'm really fucked off, to be honest. And then he just <laughs> oh walks off. God. I'm like, I love you. I absolutely <laughs> love The Bachelor. Like, it's so funny. I was walking past, like, the reason I got into The Bachelor at USA in, like, its last fucking week of airing is because I walked past the screen and my flatmate was playing it. And then she just said one word. And then I found myself just like sitting down and I was glued to the television for the next two hours, like yelling things out. Yep. And, um, it does something to us, to the female brain. Did you see that one of the um, promos went like viral in the U S for the bachelor? Australian Australia. Yeah. yeah. 
so funny. Um, He's like, I'm an astrophysicist. She's like, cool, I'm a Gemini. I know. <laughs> At first I was like, it's I don't know why that's so dumb. And then I was like, oh. He's not an astrologer. We need to have that girl on the podcast as a guest. Yes. Um, but last night, so it was the first part in the two-part finale of The Bachelor at USA. And it's just, just everything in America. Like, you know how food is just supersized? Like, The Bachelor <laughs> is just supersized. So it was literally like it had her breaking this guy's heart, like the guy that came third. And she was, and it was the windmill guy. They had oh. sex twice in a windmill. Also, I loved how in our Facebook group someone was like, they actually had sex in the windmill four times, not two. Yes. I was like, major, major <laughs> She said that check. last night. No, she said it last night. Oh, she said it last night. Yeah. She, uh. yeah. So um, she, like, breaks this guy's heart into a million pieces, and he was, like, the sweetest guy ever. You know, the one that you, like, should end up with, but the one you just don't care yeah. about. Um, and yeah. then she walks him out to the car, and she's sobbing, he's sobbing, I was sobbing. It was, like heartbreaking i literally was crying and then he gets in the car and you see him like still crying 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 and then the screen just pans out and boom you're in a live studio audience with the guy sitting there watching it in real time oh and then the host is just like he was like how did that feel pretty shit huh (laughs) like (laughs) and the guy was like yeah pretty bad like and then the guy's like that's the first time you've seen that like how does it feel? And he's like, yeah, still pretty bad. <laughs> it's just so horrible. He's like for the camera. <laughs> yeah. And then um, his parents are just in the audience and she comes out. It's just so hectic. It's like, it's all just so much. And then she comes out and she's like, yeah, we had sex four times. I lied. And then his mum's like cheering in the audience. Oh my God. Heaven. Yeah. Best mum ever. So <laughs> good. Need to- I feel like it's too late for me to watch it, but I'm enjoying your recaps. Well, the finale's tonight, and she's either going to pick this loser, loser, loser guy called Jed, who literally admitted in the first week that he was on the show to promote his music, and he's still there, or this other guy who's quite hot, and I've forgotten his name, but Gigi Hadid started following him on Instagram last week, so I feel like they're dating. Is he this loser, loser, loser (laughs) called Jed? (laughs) <laughs> I actually can't even like a hand looking at him. Always pick the wrong guy. Literally every single time they pick, like that's why the Bachelorette is kind of depressing to watch because you're like, okay, there's the man you should obviously marry, but yep. obviously you're gonna pick that hot jock fuckhead. Yeah, just like we all would. Yeah, and then last night, my flatmate was like, and then we've got Lover. Oh no, Bachelor in Paradise because Bachelor in Paradise over here is like really good apparently. Oh, and our one at home yeah, is just like a train. Gross in Australia. Yeah. Um, no, but I think the reason Australia is bad is because in Australia they kind of couple up and then they stay with their partners, like most mm. of the time. Whereas in America they just are loose. So there's right. heaps of drama. Um, but that starts on Monday, so I'm going to be like giving you recaps of that every week now. Oh my god, we're just a recap podcast now. Mm. I'm excited for us to like. I don't know how like Channel 10 just keeps getting these guys where at first you're like, uh, and then halfway through the season you're like, have a crush on them and you're like, why and how? It's so weird. Like, remember we were like that with Nick Cummins? Like, we were having a pizza once and we, we were both like, do you find Nick Cummins hot? And you were like, yes, why? And I was like, I'm the same, I don't know. I feel like I found him hot right at the start because, no, the thing with fucking Nick Cummins is he looks like a douchebag jock. Then he 
is all funny and cute and like really because we just love humor and he's like so funny mm. and down to earth so then we're like oh we love him and then it turns out that he's a douchebag jock posing as a down-to-earth funny guy that's yeah that's like a pulitzer prize winning analysis <laughs> of exactly what happened the problem yeah. is that everyone has gone on to hate every single bachelor ever like every single one uh except for sam wood kind of but like i feel like people don't really care about maddie J. people don't like maddie J. he's oh. doing this weird like stripper show in australia now he's like a oh. weird dude yeah. he's like a weird dude <laughs> Um, and another recap, I went to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, no, it's not out here for another two weeks, so you're not allowed to say a single thing about it apart from the fact that you saw it. Okay, well, I saw it, and it was really, really good. Um, and Ooh. the meal – so this is so sad. The meal where Sharon Tate ate her last – sorry. <laughs> the restaurant where Sharon Tate ate her last meal – is this one called Al Coyote, which I've been to like three times and it's just still the exact oh. same. And it's this institution that's been open for ages. Um, and that's in the movie. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. And then um, Lena Dunham made a cameo. Random. Which I hated. Um, <laughs> and there's like so many weird shots of women's feet. And I had no idea that Tarantino had a foot fetish. Does he? And there's like so many articles. I Google, does Tarantino have a foot fetish? And there's really? so many articles on it. Um, and one time he drank. In all his movies or just this one? No, in all of them. And one time he drank champagne out of Irma Thurman's shoe. I don't like that. I know. And it's, it's like uncomfortable, the feet scenes. Really? So good luck with that. Interesting. Yeah. And okay, I'm, I'm really excited to watch it. Brad and Leo were just so good together. Um, Have they been in a movie together before? I don't think so. Yeah, it's random. They haven't, hey? Mm. And um, this New Zealand stunts woman, Zoe Bell, who Tarantino loves, um, and she's been in, like, a few of his movies. Like, I think she does the stunts, and then he gets her to act as well. And um, right. so she comes out with, like, this such an intense kiwi accent it's so good <laughs> is he's cheering in the cinema she's like yeah oh, and i like leaned over to my american flatmate i was like does she sound like me and she was like no i was like what the fuck do you mean no like <laughs> it was so good um it's awesome yeah i don't want to i'll let you know anymore. once i see it i was in perth when they had a preview screening otherwise we could have talked about it it's really annoying well then we didn't we'd wreck it for everyone else Mm. But yeah, you just have to tell me as soon as you've seen it. I need to go and see it again. It's like one of those proper Tarantino films where there's so many bits that you just don't yeah, even know yeah, what's yeah. going on. Have you read Helter Skelter before? No. You would love that book. It's like a real in-depth book about um, the Manson murders and the uh, like prosecuting Charles Manson afterwards and all the characters. It's hectic. Gonna, I think it gets voted yeah. like the top true crime novel. Oh, what? Ever, all the time. Should I get it on Audible? Maybe. Or just read it? Either. Mm. Well, I've used my Audible credit on the Barefoot Investor. That's like the most random thing ever. Izzy's, (laughs) it's so funny because me and Izzy were talking about what she was going to spend her Audible credit on and we were like back and forthing over like all these books she's wanted to read for ages and like new bestsellers and stuff and then I just woke up and then she sent me a message and she was like Grace I went so rogue and spent it on the barefoot investor I don't know why I've wanted I've just wanted to read the book for ages and then I got the thing and then obviously 
just haven't touched it. The worst book to do in audible form, I feel. I know. Because like, you just bought a physical yeah. copy for like the tips. Yeah. You don't want to listen <laughs> to the whole thing. And then I like even listening to the like, little snippet, I was like, this sucks. Purchase. <laughs> Purchase now. You can DM them and they'll give it, they'll re- refund you. I've done that before because I, I sometimes I'll order a book and then I really hate the voice of the person and I'm like, I can't listen to you for like. 10 hours or whatever it is so i just refund it hmm. um and oh i loved a piece that um lena dunham wrote about love island it's so so good How i think it's it? like the best article obviously not ever but it's like the best thing that i've read on pop culture in like such a long time i know yeah and you don't even have to have yeah, you don't even have to have watched Love Island. Like, I haven't watched Love Island. No, I haven't either. Yeah. Um, and oh, I just I love it when she gets personal. Same, and she did it. I just feel like she's matured because she just did it in this way that wasn't like gratuitous or I don't know. It just felt like she. It feels like she's really grown up in the last year with the breakup and everything. Mm. The way she talked about it. I feel like she alluded to Lord as well same <laughs> definitely i i love <laughs> we pull out like the most trashy part of the entire beautiful essay how she said about how on love island the girl watched her boyfriend walk away with another girl yes yeah 100 percent. it was so coded did i tell you i got up that powerpoint again recently that lord jack anatoff powerpoint remember mm-hmm. you showed me the yeah. first time yeah yeah and I was I was just sitting reading it for like two hours, and I was like in hysterics reading it again. It makes me like, feel so laughing? sad, though, when those things are created and celebrities actually see them. You know how Lena Dunham like wrote in a piece that she she was like, I saw that and looked at it and really, thought, yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Imagine if someone did that about your actual relationship. Yeah, that's what I mean. And then I, it made me feel so sad. And it's the same as like on the weekend how we always take the piss out of. Leonardo DiCaprio for dating young girls and then like his young girlfriend saw people commenting all this horrible stuff on her Instagram and just like how horrible how sad is that yeah I feel like it's important sometimes I feel like people are weird about age gaps and make them out to just be gross on principle like they're not gross on principle in any way no like with Camilla Marone like I don't even like the the only thing we're making a joke out of is how he always dates younger girls. It's not like her and his relationship. Yeah, there's, it's not like there's a problem with a 20-year age gap. Like, you'd be shocked how many couples that you love and, like, mm. stand and ship have, like, 15 to 20-year age gaps. Like, yeah. it's very, very, very common. And I, there's literally nothing wrong with it at all. It's Everyone's just making a meme about the fact that there's that graph of Leonardo getting older and his girlfriends all remain 22 years old. I know. Which is hilarious. But then imagine if you were that, if you were Camilla Marona and you were just like, this is so annoying that everyone else he's dated has been my age because like, I genuinely think we're going to be together. Like it would just suck. You'd just be like, well, thanks for that. I know people forget there's a human being behind the screen. (laughs) (laughs) Today I was thinking about if we got, if I got a negative review and how, upset i would be 
I know. I think it's so funny as well because we're so reactive to the reviews. Like a review was like, I love this podcast so much, but I hate your music. And me and Izzy were like, Operation Change theme song <laughs> yes. is initiated. <laughs> every, but I feel like every single time we get a negative review, if it's someone about... like change, like hate the hosts, change, it would be like, okay, we're both fired. <laughs> yeah. We begin scouting replacements ASAP. Um, and I also love so much how our closed Facebook group has become like a skincare discussion forum. I know if you care about skincare, it's like a little extra push for you to join our group because it's just, we've got a lot of beauty editors in there as well. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, because we work in mags, we have like no shit, like six beauty editors that are in there and they're just replying amongst the comments, like telling people what they should buy and what they shouldn't buy and giving advice. So everyone should join involved i have to say that i really really loved as a random segue um the megan markle vogue cover british vogue cover that she edited that surprised me i didn't like the mirror i just thought the mirror was so it's very meg yeah i was just like i can't handle this tig vibe when i first saw it i was like oh i don't it looked more like a kind of like poster or something for an initiative that they were launching. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it didn't really look like a magazine cover, but then I saw the behind the scenes video and I started crying. Yeah, I know. It is it's like, I love, <laughs> As you know, I'm quite emotional lately. I love all of it. But... I just think that like the fact she was offered a cover and she was like, I'm going to spotlight these 14 or whatever it is. Amazing people. And I just, I don't know. I just, I love it as a concept. I actually think it's so fucking cool. And like, modern and interesting and a great way to take that opportunity and now I love her again yes the mirror is just very tiggy (laughs) mirror is very tig I feel like the mirror is always her tile and at the last minute she was like oh because because I was like to you oh is there drama because she said it's boastful to have a cover and then there was obviously Kate Middleton did a Vogue cover and so did Princess Diana, but you were like, no, she was saying that she felt boastful putting herself on that cover with all those other amazing activists and mm. And being like, these are all amazing like, women, including me. Me and you me, would be exactly. like, take out 10 of those people and just have four around us and we'll be bigger. If we got offered a magazine cover, we'd be like, no, 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 put on like this fucking environmental activist from Stockholm I'd be like yes yeah hi Stephen Mizell bitches my um friend did Jacinda Ardern's hair oh really yeah how funny is it because he Peter Lindbergh shot it but because Jacinda couldn't get to where they were shooting in London he shot her through Skype oh did you know that no yeah yeah, why? you can kind of see when you look at the picture because they couldn't get everyone together. Know, and like, like he why couldn't... couldn't someone else just take a photo? <laughs> I know because they wanted the whole cover to be shot by him. So there's like you see her on Skype talking, mm. and then he's shooting her cover through the screen on Skype. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. So my friend did her hair, and, my, and another guy I know styled her, which is That's cute. So cool. New Zealand. They definitely officially have a Vogue cover. They can put that on there. Yeah, no, I know. My friend who did the hair was like, my first British Vogue cover. I was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, as if you're going to do another fucking British Vogue cover. My first and last. <laughs> yeah. I was like, congrats, but, but OTT, but congrats. So funny. And speaking of which, 
very sad news. Mm, Your what? little iPad is closing. Oh yeah, I'm so devastated. But I think I it, it's, it's literally just because he's not going to work at Vanity Fair, so they would have been like, "You cannot carry this on." Yeah, I feel like they should just leave and do it on their own because it's not like I forget it's even got anything to do with Vanity Fair. Well, no, like, I, very... I feel like they wouldn't have let them because they're definitely saying that they don't want to stop the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, which yeah, is they annoying. wouldn't have let them. They'd be like, "This is our IP or something." Yeah, so it's such just, a shame. They'll just start like another one. Yeah, hopefully. I also want to tell you about the other day I was in an Uber um, and this guy was playing like this really jazzy music and I was just like bopping along in the back, but obviously like didn't want to initiate conversation. So I was just like secretly kind of having a great time. And then a song came on and I was like, oh, this would be good for my work playlist. And I like got up my Shazam and I Shazammed it. And then the title came up. And so I went to my Spotify and I was like, cool. And like entered it into Spotify to add it to my work playlist. And then I just pressed play really, (laughs) really loudly. Like my phone was on the loudest volume ever playing some random, like the most random song. The same song that was playing in the car in the front seat. (laughs) It was so awkward. And I just like turned it off and didn't say anything. I just pretended it didn't happen. And it was on for like 10 seconds, really loud. I could just see because I would do the same where I'd get so fast I'll try to turn it off that I would just forget how to use my own fingers yeah. and just leave it on for like a whole minute yeah. yeah and then like as I was getting out of the car I was so flustered that I dropped my sunglasses on the ground and he had to be like are you okay <laughs> oh my god that's so fucking funny did you see today that Shanina Shake said the Victoria's Secret show is cancelled really yeah I think it will be. Did you see all that Jeffrey Epstein stuff? No. There's been like all of this shit connecting um, Jeffrey Epstein to Victoria's Secret. Like the, this Victoria's Secret casting director was his accountant and he got charged with uh, sexually assaulting a aspiring model saying it was a Victoria's Secret casting. And Jeffrey Epstein knew and kept him on as his accountant and he like moved in all the Victoria's Secret circles and they think he used like the network of aspiring models I listen to uh the daily podcast you should listen to it it's hectic it's called like what next after Jeff- jeffrey epstein yeah i saw that and it's megan twohey who's one of the weinstein women who broke the weinstein mm-hmm. story and she's basically saying that like this woman i can't remember her name who's been implicated as jeffrey epstein's like ex-girlfriend and she became a bit of a like they call it like the maitre d' or like the whatever. Like she was like the procurer. She became like a procurer for young women for him. And she was named by a lot of women in the lawsuit back in 2005 as the person who oh my God. gathered girls for him. Can people just not fucking do that? You know, it's, it's crazy. And what Megan Tohi was saying was that she then came out and called those girls – liars so now they're suing her for defamation because they're saying no it did happen and basically what's happened is all of those court documents from that 2005 case around epstein and this woman as part of the settlement were all sealed from the public so no one was ever supposed to know what went into those documents and 
now because of this new civil suit, they're basically pushing through the courts to get all of those documents unsealed. There's thousands of documents relating to not just this case, but several similar cases that lawyers are trying to say it's in the public's interest and safety and well-being to know. And apparently the names of the people that have been potentially implicated include Prince Andrew, so one of the Queen's what? sons. Alan Dershowitz, who, do you remember People versus OJ? He mm-hmm. was one of the lawyers in there. He was Jeffrey Epstein's lawyer. And they've just said, like, a whole bunch of mega, mega powerful, poli- a former prime minister or a current prime minister, um, a bunch of top politicians, a bunch of top business people, apparently they're all implicated in this, like, larger scandal. Like, in, like, covering it up or in more. Like several several cases that have been settled civilly, shut down and closed and like sealed. Jeez. That will, and if it comes out, Megan Toy, he's like, it's gonna be huge. Oh my god! And it's gonna happen in like the next yeah. So she named those people by name on a New York Times podcast. I was like, this is really hectic. Like not saying they did things, just saying that these are the people who are like involved. Wow. Yeah. When so is this coming out? We don't know. They don't know. Yeah, but she says she thinks it should be soon. She's and that so the clever, challenge that girl. Is I, wish be I, was her. I wish I was her. I wish I was her too, but she was like, the thing that's going to be hard is like all of a sudden if like tens of thousands of pages of documents are available, like that could take months of reporting to write the right thing like you don't want to jump jump on something straight away and get it wrong like you kind of need to spend months then with the documents figuring out what the story is so interesting crazy the other recommendations i had was i watched season two of killing eve and really liked it oh i haven't seen it yeah it's good i kind of wasn't like i loved season one but i wasn't like revving and dying to see season two when it came out but I watched the whole thing and I loved it. It's really good. Some of it gets really unrealistic, but I think that's kind of the point. Like mm. It is kind of I'm unrealistic. I'm so excited for season three when Phoebe Waller-Bridge is riding herself in to get killed. Yes, I'm excited about that as well. <laughs> and I also feel like maybe I look a bit like Jodie Comer. Yeah. Do you think that or not? I think you do. Like, <laughs> I kind of was looking at her and I was like, do we have the same face? Like the kind of like yeah. round head I, the other day, because my um, friend is working on a movie with Emily Blunt at the moment, and I was like, yeah, people used to always say it looked like Emily Blunt. And everyone was like, oh. <laughs> what are you talking about? They were about? like, oh, really? And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, and then I, and I literally like got up the Google and like went back to all these old photos of her like five years ago when she had dark hair. And I was like, see? And then I was like sent one to Anton. And I was like, do you think I look like Emily Blunt? And he was like, not really. It's like, fuck. Wrong answer. Yeah, people used to literally at my old job, like I'd be in a meeting and someone would be like, do you know who you look like? Emily Blunt. But, people used to say that to me about Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, it was literally because I think she has pale skin, blue eyes, and she had really dark hair, and now she doesn't. So beautiful. You look like her, Izzy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um... So I watched that. That was really good. And then I read an article which I really loved. It was on The New Yorker. And it is called – it's actually old now that I'm looking back at it, but they shared it on their Instagram stories. And it's called The Decline of Historical Thinking. And it's basically about how – it's from earlier this year. 
It's basically about how history degrees are the like are dropping rapidly in America, like people who who are studying history. It's like dropped kind of the most of any other major or topic hmm. in the country in the last 10 years and how like with Donald Trump attacking like news outlets and kind of making facts that are historically inaccurate and like kind of how they say he's gaslighting everyone, how he kind of makes broad statements about America that are factually not true. They're saying that it's more important than ever for people to have a really good understanding of history. And like, especially at this moment in time, it's like really important for us to value understanding how we got here. That's weird that it um, is declining heaps. I loved history. I loved history too. Mm. And I realized I, there's so much of history that I don't know. It's something that I like, I wish I had studied. Mm. My mum studied it at uni. Really? Yeah. And I used to just love it. I think I loved it because it was just like learning as kind of like reading a book. Yeah. It's like stories. Yeah. It's really, yeah. It's, uh, they were saying that they think the reason for the drop, it's been over the last like 10 years. And they said after the GFC, parents were really pushing their kids to study things that would get them Mm. a very clear path to a degree. So like all the STEM subjects went up drastically post 2008. And then the subjects that went down drastically were things like history. That Do you were mean like, after the recession? After the recession. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I was reading an article last night on um, the Huffington post. They do such good, huge, massive in-depth features online. Um, mm. It's that one that did the everything you know about obesity is wrong piece, which is still like the best article I've read in so long. I was reading it again last night and crying because it's just so sad all the statistics and Mm -hmm. i implore everyone to read it it's so great but um i was reading another one last night about millennials and debt and it was like talking about people who graduated in 2009 where it was just unlucky for them to graduate then and like compared to people who graduated in 2007 there's like a huge drop in the percentage of who have good high-paid jobs and who are out of debt and who don't live at home like they're all screwed now 10 years later right yeah that's so fascinating only a couple of years difference mm. that's like exactly when we graduated yeah yeah <laughs> heaven <laughs> um yes yeah, so that was really interesting and then my second recommendation which i sent to you because i loved it so much was a piece by paris lees on uh british vogue about how she basically just went on a complete news detox for several months and she just stopped engaging with and reading the news and about all of the kind of mental benefits it had for her. Mm-hmm. And I loved it because what she, cause I think the thing is I think about this all the time. Like I don't know, I feel like it's bad to not be informed about the world, but when you read too much about it, you do kind of get depressed and feel like everything's hopeless and I feel like it does exacerbate your anxiety. So it's like where's the balance in the middle? And she was like, I haven't stopped caring about all the things I care about or being passionate about all the things that I'm passionate about, like all the issues. Like she's a trans activist and um, has written at length as a journalist for a whole bunch of different websites, but she was like, sometimes you just need to kind of take. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. time for yourself and give yourself a break and focus on all the good things that happen in life as well i would love to take a digital detox like as yeah. in get off facebook completely and get off instagram completely but i feel like it's so intertwined in our work that it's kind of impossible at the moment yeah exactly one part that i loved about what she said was her point on like not having an opinion on everything and how that's okay and she sort of yes. was saying that it's like fine if you don't know about a subject and it's like okay to admit that you don't have the answers to every single thing that's happening in the world yeah it does feel like a thing now we're in like the I don't know like the opinion economy like it's like your value is based on how many like hot takes and opinions you have and I know that's kind of ironic coming from us who like every (laughs) single week have to come up with topics and kind of form an opinion on them but I also Mm. feel like part of the reason people like us is because we're not like we're not we're saying not. that we have the answers to all of these issues we're just trying to have a, like a frank candid discussion about like both sides we're and, sort of forming an opinion as we talk yeah exactly I think that like there's a thing now where it's your value or currency as a person is based on how many hot takes you have on different topics and people feel the need to like be experts on every single element of mm. like gender and sexism and economics and politics and I just feel like all the time people make these sweeping statements about things yeah all and then the I'll time like, oh. and then I'll like be like oh I thought this, like I didn't realize it was that bad or I didn't realize he said blah blah like even Boris Johnson like when he got elected everyone was like but like disgusting Boris Johnson Boris Johnson is London's Trump like fuck Boris Johnson and I was like oh my god like what has Boris done like this is crazy so I was like googling trying to find like Sexual horrible assault, like allegations. Like yeah, mm. yeah, sexual assault allegations are horrible things you said about women are horrible things you said about immigrants or like really racist, homophobic and sexist things. And he's definitely made like, he's definitely conservative and made some like, like gaffes and some statements which are not great and which I don't really personally agree with. But to put him on any sort of spectrum with Trump who like tweets out like, overtly racist things attacking women and minorities who calls mexicans rapists who has, has been, been accused, accused of sexual rape. assault <laughs> yeah. to women like yeah. who says fucked up revolting things about his own daughter who, like, like i just i'm like no i just feel like everyone's spouted mm-hmm. this like boris johnson england's trump thing over and over but i feel like if you ask any of those people like oh what has he done that makes you think he's the same as trump they wouldn't be able to say anything because yeah. people don't they just see it on someone's Instagram stories and then they repost it and then... Yeah, I find that so frustrating. I feel like it happens all the time in conversations now too. Like you're trying to have a conversation with... You're just having a conversation and then people just interject with 
a point that they've fucking heard from someone else all the time and it's like we don't why are we all standing around trying to prove who's smarter here yeah exactly it's like a pissing contest Mm. like it's never it's not literally a conversation just trying to figure something out it's like a yeah and i feel like people now are too embarrassed to kind of say when they don't know about things because everyone else sounds like they do know about things when no one knows about anything exactly i remember zach asking me a question about something and i was like I don't know. And he like laughed and he was like, that's like the best answer. Cause like, no one fucking like he was just like, how many times in a day do you ask someone what they think about something? And they're just like, I literally don't know. Like I have no fucking idea. Yeah. Never. Never. And also um, a few weeks ago on the high low, Pandora made a good point that she was talking about um, whether prostitution should be made legal in the States. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I don't, she was like, I don't know what i yes. like she was like i don't know what i th-. well she obviously said it more eloquently but she's like i don't know what i think about this i don't know whether i think it should be i don't know whether i think it shouldn't be i've read both sides of the of the case and i literally cannot figure it out so i'm just like, gonna sit on the fence she's like i don't know. yeah and i was like that's, that's so, so cool. refreshing so refreshing because you feel pressure then like you get this anxiety to like form a cohesive like perfect opinion on something with things where I'm just like I don't know and then you get kind of locked into an opinion where you like think back and you're like I don't even know if I thought that but yeah. I just said it because like I think that's sometimes I worry. it's like Louis, it's like it's like when I talk about Louis CK it's like I don't know I'm just I'm just yeah speaking out my inner conflict and yeah. I feel like someone could be like oh gross O'Neill defense Louisa Kane it's like no I, like I don't yeah. I just don't know I, don't I feel know like that's, answers are. that's kind of a thing with our podcast as well like I'm so glad we have the listeners we do because mm. so many times people could have been like they said this this week and then the next week they totally contradicted themselves like this week we're mm. sticking up for Leonardo DiCaprio's young girlfriend but it's yes. like we're just normal people learning about things every day just trying to live in this world make our way through in other news we forgot to discuss that um we forgot to discuss the biggest news story of the decade that instagram has removed likes i guess it hasn't i didn't realize that it, it hadn't removed them for you no, so I was like, only... Easy, and then you like were like, no, not for me. I can see how many likes you get. It was really funny when it rolled out, just so you know what it was like in Australia, because like some people woke up and had it straight away, and for other people it didn't happen until throughout the day. So everyone in the office is like, do you still have them? Do you still have them? And like they eventually just disappeared. And at first, I think people were freaked out, but now, I think I think the general consensus with almost every single person I've talked to is they're happy about it. Yeah. I feel like personally, I'm happy. I'm happy about it for the sake of other people. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I didn't. I don't know. Like obviously, you're like, oh, that picture got heaps of likes. That's cool. But I don't think I thought mm. much more about it for myself. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I feel like, I feel like I never. I care much more about followers than likes. If I'm being narcissistic <laughs> and honest, like yeah. I, I would yeah. like to cut that out. But like that's you know what I mean. Like yeah. that's. I can't like I've never really been stoked that something got lots of likes before but then again I guess yeah I guess you probably you do think more about curating your grid like I just posted a drunk photo of spaghetti and was like I don't care whereas beforehand I probably wouldn't have done that 
Um, yeah, because you're like, oh, the algorithm, and I have to always post like red hot pics that are going to get a billion likes. Or blah. yeah, totally. But I think it is kind of funny the discussion with like Instagram saying that they removed likes because they want to, you know, better people's mental health, and it's like I just think mm-hmm. that's absolute rubbish. And they removed likes because they want people like influencers who have been getting essentially like a free ride by using the platform to not have that anymore and for brands to have to now pay to advertise. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I don't think it's... What take, Izzy? Here's an opinion (laughs) worth listening to. I just feel like it's just crap that that they're going along those lines, but it's like absolutely not. You're run by Facebook. That's just not what's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Um, do you think that people will have to... Well, I think basically what they're wanting to do is they're not wanting to cut out influencers per se it's mm-hmm. more the brands that are paying the influencers they want the brands to pay instagram instead right um, yeah because i guess they've created this like kind of bad business model where it's like they don't get a cut of any of that money like mm-hmm. if you pay an influencer to wear something and post on instagram and be yeah. like add with blah blah Nothing. instagram don't get a cut of the money you make right yeah it's kind of this weird loophole in the system because everywhere else online Facebook and Instagram and like Google make a giant cut of anything that you get online money. Mm. It's really also, but like if you have a website, if you're like whatever the New York Times and say 70% of your traffic comes via Google and Facebook, then Google and Facebook will take like 80 cents of every dollar you make, mm. basically. Yeah. Instagram's been left out of the money pie. And it also is a funny one as well because now it's just so much harder to prove whether someone's follow followers are legit because so many people would look at how many followers someone has and say they have 10,000 followers, like in terms of PRs and brands wanting to know mm. who to invest in. They'll look and it'll have 10,000 followers but get 10 likes and it's like, well, obviously they're all fake and that's so easy to see within two seconds but now yeah. you can't really identify that. So which is bad because um, I read this business of fashion piece and it said that influencer fraud is like a billion dollar business. Like, Oh my God. Brands lost a billion dollars in fraud last year. I even noticed recently that um, Luca Sabat, that um, male model who's in that kind of like, yeah, he's, he's super cool, but he, he's been sued like, this is the second case coming up against him where he signed um, a contract to post stuff on Instagram and didn't end up posting it. And it's actually going into the courts. And I found that so fascinating because it's like, I think you start an Instagram and say it takes off and you become mega successful. You're still just like a single person, probably a young person. You didn't decide to start a business, Mm. but it's a, a single Instagram accounts have become kind of like sole trader businesses now. And there's just all of this like, like with the influencer fraud thing, I'm sure there's people being intentionally fraudulent, but there's also probably people who are like 18-year-old Instagram bikini models who got f- sent free shit and didn't post about it and were like, whatever, I don't care, and didn't realise that it's actually yeah. a business transaction. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, it's and- really easy to buy followers. We did a thing in uni about it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. You, you can spend like we, – we, you can spend something like – like 35 bucks and get like 
5,000 followers. Yeah, I found out the other day, what was it? You can buy followers for something that I just had no idea about. Oh, you can buy followers for like podcast reviews. <laughs> oh no, buy, you can buy podcast reviews. I was literally like, oh, here we go. We're going to start, start getting like That's 200 good. podcast reviews from like India. And they're all like very good podcasts from Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah influencer fraud it's no, pretty also. it's pretty crazy the thing that's complicated as well is now i went on Haley bieber's instagram the other day and she had like 17 comments as opposed to her usual like twenty nine thousand. and i was like what's going on and you're like you can have selective comments on mm. now so now say you don't have likes you can only go by followers versus engagement like comments you could be like oh i've just i'm like you don't even know that anymore what can you trust mm, i feel like people who want brands to work with them though wouldn't limit their comments but like yeah they limit their comments so they're all positive which is right i don't even know how that works like do they have a intern out there like picking which ones get to go through that's what i mean through like thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands of comments like it's kind of bizarre it's so weird do you feel like with the likes thing now are you just kind of a bit like oh is instagram just a bit over yeah i definitely think that i'm so over it I'm so whenever I open it, I'm like not happy. Like I'm just like, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. like it's like it's like not even my choice to have opened it. Yeah. Like, and all I use it for now is looking for um, fashion. Yeah, there are some people that have amazing content on Instagram. Like there definitely is, but it's just kind of overwhelming. And I feel like whenever I go on, like we were saying, like sometimes, like. When I was on the plane to Perth, there was no fucking in-flight entertainment. So I was like listening to a podcast and then you want to do things with your hands while you listen to a podcast. And because I couldn't do anything because I wasn't connected to the internet, I was literally going through old photos, seeing if there was something I could Instagram when I landed. And I was like, this is so embarrassing <laughs> like and mm. sad. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. I have a bunch of drafts. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I know. It's like, why are we like this? Like, we think we're normal people and we just... I think that is normal now. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's just nuts. Did you see like... um, that New Zealand, or was she from Australia, the influencer that went viral? She put up, like, a YouTube clip crying about them removing likes. No. <laughs> <laughs> she put up a thing and she was like, I wish I wrote down her comments, but she was just like, you might think this is funny, but it's fucking not. This is people's livelihood. And she was like... Which, like, the thing is, it is, and I completely... It is as well, but it's like brands aren't going to stop advertising with influencers. They're just going to ask them to send them a screenshot of the likes And then she was like, I've put blood, sweat, and tears into this. And I was listening to the Hilo this morning, and Dolly was like, can we just uh, (laughs) define, like, blood, sweat, and tears? (laughs) One minute, please. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that part of it would obviously be scary if that was like how you made money for sure and you were like and everything's changing and we're sitting here being like instagram is dead that would be so scary yeah yeah totally but i think like clever influencers like like i know they use they do stuff off the back yeah i wrote an article um for harper's uh, late last year so like seven or eight months ago and i spoke to carmen hamilton who we love and um camille charrier Mm-hmm. And they were both saying that, like, you need to diversify. Like, if you're a good business person, you realize a long time ago that you cannot rely on a single 
application or app for the future of your career. Like you can utilize that for the time being, but like a lot of those girls are starting like a podcast or a TV show or Mm. like um, creating offline like meetups with their followers where they like connect with them in that way or I don't know, like working in collaborations with clothing brands or whatever it is, like or launching their own fucking accessories lines. Whatever. How many like, are you going to I don't know. <laughs> but there's, you know, it's like you like hopefully people understand that you can never rely on a single yeah business like Instagram which does not have your best interests at heart. Yeah. for your whole career. Like it's just not a smart move. I know. I wish I was an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, we need to figure out what the next big one is and like get in on it early. Like TikTok, like that one for Gen Z. What is that? No, I don't know. It's like a, it's like an app for. I saw a business of fashion thing about it. How brands are targeting TikTok. Oh my god! And I was like, I'm 400 years old. Let's get on TikTok. We like won't be able to get in. <laughs> I know they'll be like, sorry, you need to be born before the year 2000. After the year 2000. <laughs> Creating short lip lip sync comedy and talent videos. Oh, I'm, mm. I'm. Do you even think people like Billie Eilish? Like the reason they're so famous is because they have these like cool Gen Z non curated kind of just fun funny grids. Like yeah. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. how of like the they curated beautiful care. thing is very old fashioned yeah. now. A hundred in the course of like three years. Agree, but I am not posting. A photo of me right now on Instagram. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't life hard? We got some really lovely reviews this week, which still make our day. Like we um, send them screenshots of every single one to each other. So yeah. if you want to make us really happy, do that. And if you have negative feedback, just DM us. Don't worry about leaving a review. Um, yeah, just keep that to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Someone gave me so much crap about my... um accent of the bachelorette in our facebook group yeah and i didn't hilarious. know whether they're like, they were... they're like the best part is it didn't sound anything like it. Yeah, i know <laughs> so cruel so cruel our facebook group is really um going off at the moment everyone's posting their favorite sunlocks everyone's posting <laughs> their favorite so and i know that that's going to get us people in there same i think we need to start like weekly beauty threads i'll be like just the word serums colon, yeah. and just let the chaos commence. Yeah, it's actually gone nuts. Um, and, yeah, people sharing some really interesting stories. I mean, sorry, articles in there. Um, there was one, that, yeah. another one from this week that I haven't had a chance to fully read, but on, um, I think it's on The Guardian, and it's about women not having enough, not having as much time as men, and that's the reason that, like, men are geniuses because women actually are the ones doing everything for them so that they can have all the spare time and like she goes through the whole thing and like pulls out all of these great authors and painters and all of these famous people and she's like his wife um went so far as to put the toothpaste on his toothbrush in the mornings like everything like that and it's like it's such a good piece so that's That's an algorithm too yeah i'm gonna read that yeah (sighs) um Anton makes me dinner so I can do this podcast. 
<laughs> exactly. He's harnessing your genius for the world's greater good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, please rate, review, and subscribe, and we will see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. That Peter and I did twice. Um, it was actually four times. <laughs> A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.